Haro Shahads. You also forgot to say that I'm your resident fucking fish delivery guy, you silly cunts. Silly, silly cunts. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Wackerly, you sound more exhausted than I do. I'm not. I know. I'm I'm like, I'm actually trying to uh, create... It's just my normal tone, probably. I'm trying to inject enthusiasm into my voice here for the show, but I'm tired, man. I had a long weekend. My brother is here till Monday. How about this? Okay, that did it. All right, Pick I'm back. That's, that's like drinking like six. That's like drinking like six rock stars there and two go. Red Bulls. It's a lot of caffeine. It's you a lot shouldn't of caffeine. drink that much uh, energy drink. It's not healthy. <laughs> Stick with the whistle. Anyway, yeah, I feel better. But yeah, I had, a, I had an exhausting weekend. It was action-packed. I had my brother here. Well, That's he was exhausting. in Palm Springs for a couple nights, but he was here since, like, Wednesday. He left on You're Monday. just running to the store and getting him Coca-Colas and whatever else he eats now. It's amazing. It's, it's mind-boggling how much Coca-Cola that guy drinks. That man drinks almost two two liters a day of regular has Coke. He uh, own teeth, too, right? They don't look good, though. <laughs> they look pretty good considering i checked them they, they he has a couple cavities in the back <laughs> he's got a root canal yeah <laughs> boys boys always do your own dentistry that's a way to save money my dad taught us well you know. <laughs> um you know you know what's funny is i had braces from like eighth grade till my senior year of high school i had braces for years my brother never once had braces he he, he got the good teeth of the family mm-hmm. he certainly did those good jewish teeth so yeah, then anyway, he was leaving on Monday, but I, on Monday I had to get up at like 7 o'clock because, believe it or not, Wackerly, I got to do something even nerdier than your daily existence. I got a tour, a guided tour of uh, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL, in uh, Pasadena. You heard of that place? Yeah, everybody's heard of that place. You went all the way out to Pasadena, huh? I, is that close to you or not? I can't even think about it. It's not that far. It's probably like a 20-minute drive. Half-hour drive, 20-minute. Okay. Yeah, it's like a 20-minute drive. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, the California Institute of Technology, Caltech, manages it for the National Aeronautics Space Administration. Otherwise known as NASA. NASA. (laughs) (laughs) Which everybody else calls it. Um, But we got to do it. You're in now with the nerd. I'm down, dude. I I can say the full. I can do the full name of NASA. I don't have to use the acronym. Because I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm in with the nerds. No, but anyway, we got a tour of the Mars Science Laboratory mission thing over there. Where they launched how, did you, the, how did you swing that? I mean, I can't even imagine how this would come up in your daily existence. You know, it was, it was um, purely by chance. Like, I actually, it wasn't really by chance. It was by, I guess it was kind of by chance, but it was also kind of um, by, uh, they needed an eighth person, and I was available. Uh, you know, remember Ryan Keeley? She was on the show. 
How could I forget? Yeah, Ryan Keeley. She also was on the cover of my book. Uh, Ryan Keeley somehow knows Bobak Ferdowsi, who's the, also known as the Mohawk guy. And if you recall, during the uh, the Curiosity rover mission to Mars, he was they one of the, the rover on Mars. It's still, it's still driving around. It has a Twitter account. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. They have like five rovers that are out there and satellites that they just monitor. And like the, the rover. On, well, the rover on Mars is still giving back information, signals, soil samples, all that. We were watching it in real time. But uh, Bobak gave us a guided tour because she was friends with him and she could bring eight people around. I guess one person ended up not being able to make it. So she's like, she she emailed me. She's like, hey, you want to go? I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. She just went down her list of uh, internet celebrities that she knows and you were right at the top. She's like, who is an internet nerd? I'm sure you would have been probably ahead of me had you been here because you definitely have stronger nerd cred, higher nerd cred than I do. I hope so. I'd say so. But um, I'm not as vi- visually presentable. I don't know. I, I mean, I think I kind of, I had to like sort of, you know, I covered up the tattoos. I sort of looked like, I was trying to look collegiate. Did you wear a button down? I, yeah, I did have a button down shirt on. Just covering up but the tattoos. But you're meeting the Mohawk guy. So clearly he, you know. Uh, no one else the there shirt, had a Mohawk. Bucks the fashion conventions. He still has a Mohawk. It's like a pink and black Mohawk. But no one else has a Mohawk there. No, but he's probably a genius, so he can get away with a lot of shit. He was actually a pretty cool guy, and uh, it was—I mean—he was obviously, you know, humbled by his unexpected media notoriety. I mean, it just sort of happened. I mean, whatever—that's what happens with the viral sensations. That's why everybody should always have a mohawk. Yeah, well, didn't he have like uh, he had like stars shaved in his head? I don't really. You had to remind me of this—the this guy's existence—and I do remember him, but I don't—I can't really visualize him. But it was cool, though. I mean, the guy had um, access to all the, you know, the entire lab, the entire uh, um, JPL. And so we got to go through the whole lab and, and sit in the control room. I'll, I'll post pictures of it, but it, as if we were, like, you know, actually you manning a mission. Grays? grays? What's this? Top secret gray, gray storage unit. Uh, no, and but we did get... Area 51. The gray, Grays are the code names for the, the aliens with the big gray head and the big black eyes. There were lots of Asian dudes there that had big it's heads. It's not the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> and glasses. Um, you know, we did get to see, though, they opened up all these sheds that had, like, I the love initial, sheds, you know that. The initial, like, prototypes for the uh, Curiosity rover and, uh, and the various Otherwise known stages. Otherwise the failures. <laughs> the, the, well, you know, they were building them in uh, components just to test all the different facets of landing the thing. I guess that, that's what was interesting about it is this, this dude, this Bobak guy worked nine years on this project. And, yeah, you know, and it's, so, I mean, the pressure was on, like when they're, you know, when it was actually landing, the reason they were like so stoked and they're celebrating is there are so many variables. There are so many opportunities for the mission to fail. And think about that. Like you just spent nine years of your life on this project, billions of dollars, however much it costs. And the parachute doesn't deploy thing just smashes into pieces. And you just right. watched it. Everyone watched it. Start again. Uh, it would be annoying. So anyway, yeah. yeah it's not they, like counting light bulbs. I mean, I can fucking do that in an afternoon. It takes a long time. How come you're not a space engineer if you're all into Star Trek and shit? Oh, I, don't have, <laughs> I don't have the patience or focus to do anything for nine years, like I said. Give me some light bulbs to count during, in an afternoon, and I'll be good. There must have been a lot of uh, partying after that, uh, that mission landing over there in NASA. At the JPL. Well, even during. I mean, you've, you've heard of the stories about, um, 
you know, Los Alamos, where they developed the, the nuclear bombs that we dropped on the, the Japanese. The Japanese, World War II. Yeah, they had their own little, like, society there because they were all, like, cloistered off, and they were always getting hammered and having parties and, you know, dancing with their women. I asked him, I was like, so did you and guys have some... that was in the 40s, right? Well, I asked him, I was like, did you guys have a crazy party that night after the landing? He's like, I'm not allowed... To... He's like, I'm not giving away any top secrets. I'm not giving away confidential information. I was like, yeah, right. You know there Whatever. was Whatever. Some... You, you bonged two beers and passed out. It's not that great. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. I, I highly doubt they were doing rails of cocaine off a hooker's ass, but you never You'd know. Be surprised. <laughs> I mean, those those science dudes, they like you know, like the 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 designer synthetic drugs, like MDMA and. Well, they, these science guys were into some weird shit. Have you ever heard of Jack Parsons? Uh vaguely familiar. That's all I could say. Why don't you fill me in? Well, he he was one of the principal founders of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. You know, it's it's interesting too because everybody's kind of hush hush about Jack Parsons. Like they, they, he was a nut. He was a nutter. But I mean, the guy, you know, was a pioneer in solid rocket fuel research and development. Uh, someone wrote a book about him. You should check it out. And, you know, we were talking about him on the Obscenesters this past week. I feel like I read a f- book where they fictionalized him as a character, but for the life of me, I can't remember what it is. It might even be a short story is probably why I'm finding, having such a hard time remembering which, what it was. Well, he was an autodidact. You know, he didn't have any formal education in yeah. rocket engineering. Yeah, explain autodidact. No, but I'm just saying he did English it. major guy. He did it, and he uh, just... He Self-taught. Just... Self-taught. But he went there, and he started doing all this rocket research. And, uh, yeah, like he, you know, pioneered rocket fuel research. But then NASA ended up laying him off because he didn't actually have an official degree. Like they went through, you know, they, I guess this was like in 1936 when, you know, um, this, the, the lab was founded. And then they went through and just kind of canned everybody that didn't have an official degree. But I think one Credentialism, of the reasons, it sucks. Well, one of the reasons they, they canned Jack Parsons is he was kind of a weirdo. This dude was an occultist. And he was not shy about, like, his magic rituals and right. his um, ceremony, you know, sac- he didn't do sacrifice. But he, like, did, had all these, like, uh, ceremonies that he would do. Um, he was uh, in league with Crowley. Uh, Jack Parsons actually led an American Lodge of Crowley's Magical Order, uh, the OTO. Orgies too, right? Yeah, and he had crazy orgies. And he eventually, like, I think he was trying to create the Moon Child or something. And eventually he uh, blew himself up while making some kind of rocket fuel concoction in his basement. So that was in, like, the 40s or something. Yeah, oh. a nut. Back, 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 uh, Los Angeles, Southern California used to be a really cool area back then. Oh, back in the day, all these like scientists, smart scientists, but they also had crazy occult ideas and new religions. And then if you watch, uh, I think there's a movie called something like, I want to say the birth of the cool, but that's the, uh, Miles Davis album, right? I can't think of anything. There's a, this video, what used to be on Netflix streaming about this art, this like outsider art movement in, in LA during that time of like. What are we talking about? The 30s right now? Yeah, this is probably the 30s, late 30s, 40s. But Jack Parsons was an interesting guy that was uh, involved with the JPL. But while we were getting this tour, uh, one of the frequent topics of conversation was this private mission to Mars that they're currently accepting applications for. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. I didn't know about it either. I thought they were having a really hard time just privately even getting like somebody up into low Earth orbit. I thought that was a big deal. Now they're going to send somebody privately to Mars all of a sudden? Well, no, they have space tourists. It's I mean, few they, and far between, though. It's very new. 
I heard Russell Brand just bought a ticket. Oh, great. <laughs> Can they fucking open the airlock when he's up there? Miraculous just like, God, I hope it's a repeat of the Challenger. Please, let it be another Challenger. Or maybe like an actual alien could get in there and fucking impregnate something in his chest. <laughs> a chest burster coming out of Russell Brand, like while he's doing his uh, his Brand X show. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> well, you know what happens is the alien that bursts out of your chest always has like some characteristics of the host. That's why when the, there's the dog alien in, in Alien 3, there's an alien who's kind of like a dog. And so what, yada, what, yada, what? yada. But like, it could come out and just be a really... An alien, but a xenomorph is what they're actually called. But is just like a very obnoxious, like uh, you know, comedian. Yeah, but what would, that's what I'm saying. What would happen if it's like Russell Brand times like five? And then he, he just tells these fucking annoying, hacky jokes, and then he fucking kills you. <laughs> <laughs> like and you're like, could you kill me first? Tell the well, jokes I, later. Apparently, the pressure's on because they need to launch this private mission to Mars by the year 2018. Or then they're going to have to wait 15 years to do it again. Because I guess at, at 2018, like January or February of 2018, Mars is going to be the closest it has been to Earth in like 15 years. Planetary alignment. So right now, this guy, Dennis Tito, not to be confused with another guy named Tito that was in the Jackson 5. <laughs> what about the guy who makes Tito's vodka? I love that stuff. I never even heard of that, but I don't oh think my it's God, this guy. Go find it. It's it might vodka, be this guy. vodka made in Austin, Texas. It might be. I mean, this guy's a gazillionaire. You know, he's probably an entrepreneur. Is he American? He is American, this guy. It might be the same guy. Dennis Tito was the world's first space tourist. He plans to send a married couple to Mars in the year 2018. The married couple <laughs> Why leave... married? Is this like a game show? Well, no, you'll get, you'll understand why in a second. Um, the married couple will leave Earth in January, orbit Mars an altitude of 100 miles, and then re return home. So they're not even going to land in Mars. They're just going to orbit it. Well, orbiting and getting back is a lot easier than landing and then somehow having to take back off from the surface. Yeah, um, and then having to launch another rocket. We only to get did out that. There. Did we do that multiple times on the moon? I think we've done it twice on the moon, right? Yeah, I, don't, I wanted to say only once, but I think it might have been twice and maybe even more. But that's hard enough, and the moon has, like, very little gravity. But Mars has, like, a lot of gravity. Not as much as Earth, but a lot of gravity. So it'd be like, okay, go there, and then remember this whole, like, Cape Canaveral setup we have where we launched you off the Earth? Okay, now you have to build that yourself on Mars so you can launch back off of Mars. We we don't have the technology to do that yet. Not really. But this is going to pave the way. I mean, for a think of, on Mars. just listen to what you were just saying about how hard it was to land a little remote control car on the surface. Exactly, and that, that's the thing. But this is going to pave the way for future sure. uh, planetary yes, it will pave colonization. The way. Take, it's baby steps, Doctor Marvin. But the entire journey is going to last a total of five hundred one days, which will be the longest continuous time a human has ever spent in space. It's a long fucking time to be with I your mean, spouse. I've, I've lived with girlfriends shorter than that amount of time. I mean, and not even like, you know, we're not permanently in the, the apartment. And the thing is, it's not just an apartment. I mean, this is smaller than an apartment. This, the two astronauts. So this is why they're looking for a married couple. The two astronauts will have to be, will have to spend 501 days 
in a 17 cubic meter inflatable habitat, which roughly equals to about what an eight and a half foot cube. I thought you told me it was 30 cubic meters. No, 17 cubic meters. Oh my dear God. So it's an eight and a half foot cube. That's it. 501 days. It's like almost eight a year and a half. Eight and a half feet on a side. Yeah. What is that? I mean, that's like being in the bottom of a well. It's kind of the size of my studio apartment in San Francisco. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one eighth or less the size of your studio. Of the, of the it's like the size of a closet. Let me think right. about it. A ma- like a, sm- a walk-in closet, but a small walk-in closet. Yeah, it's like a small walk-in closet. And you have to sit in that space, sleep in that space, eat in that space, and shit in that space for more than 16 months. Easy to clean up. <laughs> so using it's a married like two couple. two swipes of the broom and it's spotless. I mean, using a married couple, I guess, would, would be one way to ensure that maybe there wouldn't be a first case of interplanetary murder. Well, at least you're hoping there wouldn't be. No, not interstellar. You're right, interplanetary. But, I mean, you're, you're hoping there wouldn't be. But, I mean, could you imagine? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a huge, you know, like a prolonged vetting process where they're going to be like, okay – you ever had any domestic abuse here? Have you ever yeah, I was going to say, regardless of murder, what if the guy goes just gets so angry and like cooped up and cabin feverish that he just starts knocking her around? She can't leave. They well, can't I mean, turn the thing around. You have no idea. I mean, that's why they're trying to find somebody who's like hyper compatible. I mean, you, you've had to. You would have. They're pro- ideally, they probably want to find a couple that has spent, you know, an isolated period of time together. And who is that? Well, they, you know, I've read that they have. Well, actually, yeah, me and my girlfriend, we did live in a bathosphere for three years that one time, I guess. I forgot about that. I always forget we did that. Remember that, honey? Oh, yeah, that was great. All the fish and everything. Remember the bathosphere three-year period of our honeymoon? Nobody I, does that. I lived in a studio with a girlfriend for about six months. It does not count. It was you awful. You get to leave. It was awful. You get to go out to the bar. <laughs> you can even just opening the window and getting some, like, going out on the fire escape these are all things that you can't do in the, you know, in space insanity cube, which is what they should name this thing. Well, I've heard that they, um, they're they currently uh, interviewing a couple that actually spent time at some scientific lab in Antarctica. And they spent, I mean, seriously, in a tiny little lab in the coldest place on Earth for like a year. Hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of similar. I mean, it's relatable, but I don't know if, I mean... <laughs> Was it a... Uh... Was it Kurt Russell? Was he the guy? <laughs> and there was this thing <laughs> that caused all sorts of, caused this huge hullabaloo, that thing. Yeah. That was I don't there. even think, I mean, even if you're in Antarctica, yeah, it's fucking cold outside, but you can go outside. And just even able, being able to see outside and being like, oh, you know, okay, there's the horizon, the sun coming up, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure this thing has windows. To what? Look out at just pure Nothing. blackness? Nothingness. The void. You can see the sun. But fuck the sun. And and it's also not like they have spacesuits where they can be like, I'm taking a walk. (laughs) 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 All right. Open the airlock. Yeah. Open up the airlock. Yeah. There's no airlock. You're not leaving that eight and a half foot cube. There's probably not even a door. They probably just weld you in. I think that's what they do. They weld you into this space. I would probably commit commit suicide. <laughs> the second reason that uh, Tito wants to send one man and one woman is to represent all of humanity, to inspire both sexes. Um, Inspiration Mars is the name of this uh, What about non-profit. the gays? They're not represented. 
Yeah, but I mean, whatever. It was man and the, I think it's man and the woman because so women can be inspired to colonize Mars. And, you know, he probably just wants to film it so he can jerk off to them having sex. Don't you think? Yes, I do think that. It's probably it will all be filmed, too. They will be on camera the whole time, which is just another thing to drive you insane. I, I bet you're going to make a reality show out of it. Hmm. Probably. Uh, the one mitigating factor, I would think, is, is just video games. You think There's nothing stopping them games? from having like a kick-ass <clears throat> video game system. They can even stream the new games to them over some microwave beam. You probably would have endless movies. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, can only watch I can only watch so many movies. Most of them are t- complete shit. I would want I would want to hotbox that shit. I would want some really good marijuana. <laughs> I'd want some good movies, some great video games. <laughs> That's the last place you want to start getting paranoid though. Some rehydrated Taco Bell. <laughs> no, I would be totally be like, all right, whatever. And then I'd want like Christina Hendricks with me or something. Or Megan Fox. I want a private place to shit. And it's already an eight-foot cube, right? So how, where's my private place to shit? I don't think that's why they want a married couple. They want someone who's comfortable in front of each other. They re- okay. Who they really want is your sister and Big Jer. My sister and Big Jer probably would be perfect They'd be for perfect. This. Although think how much— they're the only—even married couples don't want to—they want, like, some solitude when they're, you know, doing their business. But your sister and Jer don't seem to have that problem. Yeah, but my sister's got irritable bowel syndrome. Could you imagine how shitty that, that spacecraft would be? That cube would fill up in about, what— I don't know, a month? But we've discussed this, and the reason your sister has IBS is because she her, she eats like shit. So she'd be in a controlled environment where they could control what food she ate. No, but stress is also a precursor. So I think it's, you know, if she's stressed out by being like we're in the, the vast That's nothingness, true. you know, right. she'll probably just start shitting, and then it's just going to be floating big bubbles of feces that's going to, like, probably pop in Jared's face. Jared's going to freak out. Next thing you know, Murder. In right. deep space. Is there a button we can hit from Earth that just, like, jettisons it into the, like, open universe <laughs> so it doesn't come back? Yeah, but then, okay. we decide that we don't want to see that mess and open it, open it back up? But then what's going to happen? The bubbles of diarrhea are just going to float through space till it gets, like, all over some alien, you know, warring alien races spacecraft. And then they're going to be like, where did this war? come from? <laughs> That's going to start an interplanetary war all because of my sister's irritable bowels. It could happen. So, but you know, it's interesting you bring up poop though, because during this 501 yeah, day trip, the astronauts will eat rehydrated food, breathe recycled air and drink recycled water, which is reclaimed from urine and poop, but the poop still leaves solid waste. So that needs to be stored somewhere until the spacecraft returns to earth. Why can't they just airlock that shit out? They can't, there's no airlock. So what they, what they have to do. Yeah. But even just a small one, just for the poop. No, they, they want to use the poop. So what they're doing is they're placing the shit in bags, then stashing the bags against the inner wall of the spacecraft to act as a radiation shield. Oh. Apparently, feces is a radiation shield. <laughs> so you're basically... Did you, read, did you read the Red Mars book? I have not read that. By Kim, Kim Stanley Robinson, who's a man, by the way, with the name of Kim. Uh, I forgot about that. That's, that's a big problem with being in space for a long time. Yeah. He's like the sun fucking cooks you. Cause you know, on the earth we have all this, we have an atmosphere. atmosphere and oxygen that blocks all this like really harmful radiation that will give you cancer in very short order. Well, they say here that the crew of a 500 day trip would be exposed to total radiation, roughly equal to the dose an astronaut that flew five or six times would receive over their th- entire career. 
So this right. was one experience. So you're exposed yeah. to lethal radiation amounts. So that's why they're right. creating a poop shield. A shit well, shield. What happens at the beginning of the of the trip where you haven't pooped much yet? Just you just gotta start pooping. Now I'm I'm sure they have some kind of radiation. <laughs> so so shield. your sister and Jer are the perfect astronaut. Why can't we just make this their honeymoon or their wedding present and combine with their honeymoon? I wonder if they could be in an eight and I don't think Jer could deal with my sister in an eight and a half foot space. What? They've been together for ten years. No, longer than nineteen years. Nineteen Jer years. Do, huh? They've been together 19? nineteen years. Yeah. If anybody can put up put up with anybody, it's Jer putting up with your sister. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. And your sister, you know, she loves Oprah and the reality programs, and God knows there's thousands of hours of that stuff out there that she could just watch the whole time for two years. Oh, she does love reality television. She'd just be Desperate Housewives. They like likes, uh, uh, American they Idol. Like, they like food, you know, like prepackaged foods with preservatives in them. That's what Taco Bell is. Right. Yeah. They're, they're perfect for this. And, you know, they should almost consider this. I'm sure they're going to be paid handsomely. Right. And if Who you think take about care it, of, uh, their their annoying cat though. Uh, my brother. <laughs> but uh, w- but there are some considerations. I mean, you have to think about here. So beyond the radiation, long term weightlessness, including including bone loss and muscle loss. You know, uh, the couple is going to fly past Mars. Will surpass the Soviet com- cosmonaut Valery uh, Polyakov, who had a four hundred thirty seven day record. So this is, you know, she was in the International Space Station for that one. Yeah, so this is like 501 days. So I mean, there's got to be some repercussions, some negative consequences from that. Um, the mental stress on the human mind has been untested in the reality of deep space. So, I mean, the, the only extreme isolation space that they madness. Well, the only, yeah, exactly. The only extreme isolation that they've ever tested on uh, humans is in an overwinter cruise in Antarctica. So that's why, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if my sister and I don't know if my, if Jer can withstand my sister, that grating voice, that high pitch, shrill cackle. 19 years. 501 days in nothing in a room. I don't know. You'd have Madden. I think they should be allowed to smoke weed. God, I would be smoking so much weed. Um, Um, He could get, he could get the, the actual football games, you know, beamed up to him. There's no backup plan. To rescue the astronauts if something goes awry. No, well, how would you do that? Yeah, they're, you know, they're going to be alone. It's not like they're sending another one out after them to nope. pick them up. 75 million miles away from Earth. I mean, the good chance that they are probably going to die from this. But yeah, I, I, like, the, I like the idea better that, uh, not if it was your sister and Jer, obviously, but if it was some freaks that I didn't care about. Uh, <laughs> if they don't die, but they, they come back with some weird space disease that nobody expected and they like you know they're horribly weirdly disfigured but we have to, we all have to be like oh you are humanity's heroes but we're all secretly we're all secretly disgusted by their like deformed bodies <laughs> they have like an arm like testicles growing out of their forehead uh, yeah i was gonna say like weird space boils on their face <laughs> and their lips fall off and they just smell like just feces because they've yeah. been sitting in a room just surrounded by feces right. So they got like, uh, I mean, I'm the hero. <laughs> they, they have a parade where they're like in a fucking open top convertible, but are just like children are crying <laughs> and men are like have forced grins on their faces. Yes. The heroes and women are like looking away. But think about it this way too. I mean, uh, you know, the radiation has never been tested. There's that level of radiation. So the radiation interacting with the feces, you're in a room surrounded by that. What if you turn into like a monstrous turd being? 
Right. And then they're fucking the whole time. So then when they get back, they also have all these like weird space freak babies. Yeah. They just come out and you're like, you know, yeah, they actually just spawn out of those face boils. Uh, I mean, I think that, yeah, I mean, I think that, and those are going to be your fucking uh, nieces and nephews. Remember that. I'm not sending my sister out there. No way. <laughs> what if she wants to go? You can't control her. Um, Inspiration Mars is now beginning the difficult task of selecting the married couple. I mean, 2018 is not that, not that far from now. It's only five years away. Um, they want a couple that's going to require previous experience with spacecraft. Um, they're definitely going to have... Once uh, again, <laughs> there's so many people out there with that. Yeah, oh, but yeah, they're going to have input from NASA for that. And uh, uh, they're also um, looking for a married couple, preferably in their 50s, someone who's been together for a while. And the astronauts will be paid to go on this journey. They didn't specify how much. So I guess the question is, Wackerly, would you? Would you do it? No, no. Not even if you had an endless supply of video games, weed, and the woman of your choice. Eight by eight, dude, no. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm a space science fiction nerd, and I like the idea, but I'm also a realist. And being in an eight by eight by eight box uh, for 500 days... No, and and add in a woman in that in that equation, another person, you know, any person. It, no way, it's, it sets a recipe for madness. By myself, maybe. You would just go by yourself for a whole year and like a year and a half. Uh, I would. I'm, I'm. I'm assuming in five years, like they would have even better like computer <laughs> games and simulations where you know, and like you know, full like uh, sensory immersion. To where you could like wear some helmet and wear some tactile, uh, whatever they haptic gloves. What is it? And Star you'd be like, well, the I'm in my like M- my World of Warcraft game, so it feels like I'm sort of out and walking around and talking to people. So that sort of mitigates me being closed up in this box. What it, what is that in Star Trek? The hollow the, the hollow deck, yeah. The hollow deck, yeah. So you're thinking right. it's going to be a hollow deck, so you can put not, on your no, not not you know, not that obviously not to that level, but but that's what you wish would it it would be like. Oh, that, I mean, if the holodeck existed, <laughs> then of course you would go. You'd be like, I'm just going to be fucking bitches, like fantasy bitches and bitches from history just the it's whole time. It's going to be Roman orgies. If I don't answer your, you know, like your little, like, you know, whatever update call, beep, 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 uh, spacecraft man, Wackerly, uh, could you give us an update? Like, no, I'm fucking Marie Antoinette right now. I don't know, man. I don't think it sounds half bad. If I could go up there, maybe. It sounds okay. terrible. If I could go up there with a real doll. A hot real doll. It's really realistic looking. A sex bot? An endless supply of weed and, you know, Netflix and video games. Year and a half just floating in a box. Fuck it, dude. My life isn't that interesting as it is right now. The key being you can fuck the real doll and then turn it off when you're sick of it. Exactly. I could just turn it off. And we could probably still podcast. It would be a big delay. (laughs) I could edit the delay out here on Earth. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they actually do find a couple that volunteers for this. I guarantee it's going to be some <laughs> annoying, nerdy couple. Uh, D. Simon, did you uh, see this story about the guy who uh, shit his pants at Wendy's? <laughs> Over. <laughs> <laughs> and five minutes later, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> five minutes later. Uh, uh, let me beam that to you, uh, Spaceman Simon. Over. Boop, 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 boop. See, I think it'd be fun. I'd be, I'd be completely high. It'd you take know? fucking twelve hours to do like fifteen <laughs> minutes. People, this is episode three seventy five here is sick and wrong. Um, 
You know the way the show works. Send us your stories. Send us your horrible, disgusting stories. And we will read those stories here on the show. Because uh, we present the most disturbing news times of the week. And if we do give you credit for that story, which we sometimes do, we'll send you a sticker on care package. You can send your story to sticker on podcast.com, submit them via Facebook or through the Twitters. Uh, we did get a couple good stories here for uh, episode 375. But before we get to our first one, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story here came in from uh, Bryn. Bryn writes, uh, D, you are an April Fool's Day joke. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. It's very cruel. That is very cruel. Like your whole life is an f- April Fool's Day joke? Is it, you it's mean cruel. my entire 38 years of existence or just now? Like right now? Just the culmination. Just it, looked, it looked hopeful for a while, but at this point, it's just a big. Yeah, well, Bryn, who's laughing? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Crying on the inside and the outside. Wackerly, do you have anyone pull an April Fool's Day joke on you this year? Because you hate that shit, don't you? I do hate it. No, nobody direct. I mean, I you know, you're just inundated with it on the internet if you're on the internet at all that day. It's it's like this. It's this glorification of this literal, like rigid, sort of pun based humor. That's like, what the oh, nerds what, like. What if, though, what if YouTube shut down and it was a contest for? Uh, isn't that what they actually did? It's not that one. Like we're gonna pick the best video YouTube's done. Isn't that? It wouldn't. It, wouldn't it be funny if YouTube ended? Is is that what the uh, April really. Fool's Day joke was this year? I missed that one. The YouTube one, yeah. What about uh, Google? What Google do? I don't even know. I really, really try to avoid it. They probably. I, mean, I know some, some people shit, get though. up and they're just they just rub their hand. <laughs> it's the kind of people who love puns. Which puns fine. It's clever to make a pun. I see that, but it it doesn't like make me really laugh like in the core of my being. But some people just wake up rubbing their hands together. April Fool's Day. I can't wait wait to check out the tubes and see all the hijinks. Ah, uh, you know, it just it's just corny. It annoys me. I guess I like spirited April Fool's pranks. And we pulled a couple April Fool's pranks here on the show. I'm glad we didn't this year. We didn't do it this year. We're above that now. Yeah, we're we're so our our level we of maturity out anything. is we beyond. Lazy. <laughs> you know, that's the real reason. I you know I had a couple ideas and Lance just poo pooed them, and then I was no, like, no, I didn't poo poo them. Like Je- one involved Jeff, and he wasn't enthusiastic. <laughs> surprise, it, surprise! It was Jeffrey going to announce that he was straight, and then I was like, I remember at the last minute I was like, you know, we're gonna abort this because there's no way anyone's gonna believe that. I liked the one that uh, you had quit the show. I mean, it just was so unbelievable that you quit the show <laughs> to do your vidcast. Well, because you would be totally that, stoked. <laughs> yeah, that was what was unbelievable. No, it's not unbelievable that you would quit the show to do your vidcast. It's unbelievable that I would want to still do the show and replace you with Jeffrey. Although I would like to see that. 
at least one show. I was down for it. Jeffrey wasn't. No. And Jeffrey, I mean, I had to persuade Jeffrey with like, I was like pizza and crystal he meth just to even apartment. be on here. <laughs> no, you he had to do like, it. You're in my apartment. You're going to be on the show. I'm putting, no, I'm micing you. Well, this uh, April Fool's Day prank that went somewhat awry, I guess, um, that I'm about to talk about has been pulled on me several times in the past. Like I've had several girlfriends, three girlfriends to be exact, who have pulled this very same prank. And I'm sure I'm not the only one out there who's experienced this. A teenage girl, okay, I didn't have this part, but a teenage girl cuts boyfriend's throat after she told him she was pregnant in an April Fool's prank. So I've had three girlfriends that have done that whole, like, I'm pregnant. April Fool's. But they didn't stab me afterwards. Which is a very weird twist to the story. I mean, I assume stabbing the guy in the neck isn't an April Fool's Day joke. And, you know, you would think that maybe the guy would flip out and stab her in her uterus. That would (laughs) not be an appropriate thing to do because your girlfriend tells you she's pregnant and you're you're not expecting it. But, like, so first she pulls a practical joke on it. a punch in the stomach. Right. Now, you know. um, And then she stabs him in the neck. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it escalated. Obviously, it was a tense moment, the, the, this joke here. I probably brought out the worst in her boyfriend, which it did me when I had the same trick that was pulled on me. It was, I, I recall this. I'm going to tell the story real quick. But last year, I was, at a, I was at Amoeba, and I was buying records, which is something that I enjoy doing. And I was, you know, having uh, a good time. For the folks at home, Amoeba is a record store in, in Los Angeles and in Berkeley. And, and uh, in San Francisco. San Francisco. But it's a huge there. record store. It basically usurped all the other smaller record stores. But you can find you can find good records there. But anyway, I was like flipping through records. And I think I found like a copy of one of the first Runaways records. And I was excited. And then all of a sudden I got a text. I'm like, oh. And I look at it. And the girl will remain nameless. But she was a girl that I was uh, having affairs with. And uh, we weren't dating, though. We weren't serious. But uh, we had been, like, having sex for, like, at least a, two or three months at that you point. You were in a gray area. We were in the gray area. We were in the gray area. Anyway, all she does is she sends me a picture of a pregnancy test that was positive. The EPT. Yeah. And I looked at it, and, yeah, like, I had lost my bowels. I shit all over the floor. The Runaways records. No, I'm joking. But, uh, no, I, but I felt like, a, you know, I had, like, a sinking feeling in my stomach. Like, oh, fuck. Yes. I mean, I think most dudes have been there, not even from a practical joke, but just from a, what I, we will call a scare. Oh, yeah. We've had <laughs> A late that. period. You know, your condom had a hole in it or it broke. Yes. And then you're just scared. You find out the period is late. But yes, yeah. so uh, I, you know, I was, I was. It's a very concerned. bad feeling, and it does originate in your stomach and maybe a little bit in your ball sack. It's like when you get arrested and you have cocaine in your pocket. Same thing. It's worse than that. <laughs> I think <laughs> it is opinion. worse than that. I mean, Jesus. Anyway, I was like, you know, I was obviously concerned, and then uh, I look at it and I'm like, oh wait, this is an April Fool's Day joke. So I wrote back to her. Out. I was like, ha ha ha, April Fools. And she wrote back, you think so? You really think so? And then it was this like text thing, and I'm like, okay, whatever. So finally, I like gave her a call, and she was still trying to maintain this charade until Major finally. Major move, by the way. Yeah, oh, totally. I think she was trying to gauge my reaction. If a girl, if a girl jokes with you and you're face to face, and you know, you know, immediately she starts and they start to laugh laughing and say, "Oh, you should have seen the look in your face." That's one thing, but to like maintain the ruse for any more than a half of a you know 30 seconds or something she was being manipulated fucked up she was trying to gauge my reaction 
Right. I think she's, also, trying to, she's trying to pull information out of exactly. you how you feel about the relationship. It's no longer a joke. Now it's in a manipulation. She was trying to assess. It would just be like her doing it on any day other than uh, April Fool's Day. And just like, oh, I'm just fucking with you to see what you'd say. She like, was trying to assess my boyfriend aptitude. That's what I it think was. that the equivalent <laughs> thing for a guy to do, I'm not recommending this. I'm saying, I'm telling women out there, this is how bad it is. Would be to don a ski mask and like a strange set of clothes that she's never seen and burst through the front door of the apartment while she's home and pretend that you're a rapist, that you're about to rape her. And yeah. in the same in the same sense, maybe that's kind of funny if you immediately let her know that it's really you. But the longer you maintain the ruse, it exponentially gets very, very bad very quickly. So are you supposed to duct tape her? Like, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm to saying. A the longer you maintain <laughs> the facade, you know, it gets very abusive. But, you know, Wankerly. I just wanted to see what you'd do. But, Wankerly, you know, it's an astute analogy there because I was raped emotionally by that picture of a, of a positive um, pregnancy test. Exactly. You know, I saw that. I felt vulnerable. I took a rape shower for like an hour but, when I what went would home. She, what would she have done if you would have said, oh, my God. I didn't think I'd feel this way, but you just made me the happiest guy in the world. I feel so good right now, and I'm really ready to start a life with you. I think she would have been excited. Then I would have been like, psych! <laughs> the double reverse <laughs> April Fool's. That would I have been shit. I should have done that. God. And that never even occurred to me. I mean, at, th- at that point, you were kind of in crisis mode. Reverse, she's like... I'm so glad. I thought you were going to think this was a April Fool's Day joke, but I'm really serious. I'm so glad you feel that way. Yeah, I and should, you still I say, "Oh, that. I'm just April Fool with you." Fuck that yeah. baby. We're getting in a reverse aborted. April Fool's Day joke. <laughs> now we're in the but yeah, so now. anyway, she revealed herself, and I was actually I was pretty upset. But I remember when she pulled that though, I knew I would never date this girl seriously. I remember you telling me, and I yeah. said, "I really, I, I probably would cut off all relations with a, a girl if she did that to me." Nah, I was fucking angry. I was, I'm, I was really pissed off, but it made me like it totally delegitimized any feelings I had for her. At that point, just that one point. But the other girls that pulled it, that pulled that same prank. I mean, I'm sure lots of guys have had it. Just you know, joked about ha 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 April Fools. If you do it and you you know, yeah, pull you know, reveal the joke immediately. Okay, you're still a bitch, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what happened here in Wagner County, Arizona? Tori Wheeler, 18 years old, jokingly. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What's her name? Tori Wheeler. Not first name, though. First a name's not Wheeler. female Wheeler. First name's not Wheeler, though. Right. I don't think... I think usually the last names are... I mean, you only refer to Wheeler as Wheeler, but I, I, I was under the impression that it usually was the last. But you should never trust anyone named Wheeler. No. First name or last Definitely name. Definitely never date one. No. Although they are, you know, like maniacs in bed, I'm sure. Well, they're probably fun. But yeah, yeah. you don't want to have a serious relationship with one. They're maniacs in bed, but you will go to work the next day. Your entire neck will be a hickey if you hook up with a female wheeler. You don't even want to look at your genital region. No. Seriously, do not look at your genitalia after spending Ever again, with because there's going to be some lasting uh, lesions and stuff down there. So Tori Wheeler, 18 years old, jokingly told her boyfriend, Derek Bauer, that she was pregnant. But on hearing the news, Bauer became angry. Very angry. And uh, she pulled out a <laughs> knife and threatened him. Wait a minute, angry? Yeah, he got uh, he got upset. That's not a, upset or because an, angry is not an appropriate. Like you know, he doesn't know that it's a joke. He thinks it's serious. You shouldn't get angry with your girlfriend who you've been fucking because she says she's pregnant. 
Yeah, I think that was a, you know, the, the, I think that was a inappropriate reaction to this sure. comment. I mean, I think what you should be like is really, how do you know? That's what I would do. Upset. I'm not. I have no problem with saying upset. Like if you if you're like, oh wow, this is really not what I expected. It's, I'm a little upset. I'm not sure I want. I'm pretty sure I don't want to keep it. Uh, those are all appropriate reactions. But, but you shouldn't you shouldn't express anger towards the girl who you knocked up. Yeah, but do you do you already start talking about abort planning the abortion like right when yes. she tells you she's pregnant? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you don't do you have to wait like an hour? You could be angry if you thought she like you know saved the condom and emptied it into her pussy. Okay, you can be angry with some. But you need some, proof of that sort of condom thing. subterfuge. You could be angry about something <laughs> you like need that. Proof of that sort of thing, or you know, if she stopped taking the pill and didn't tell you, that's that's. But I mean, but the first thing out of my mouth would be like, "Really? How do you know?" I'd say something like that before I'd be like, "Okay, you're getting abortion. Let's go right down to Planned Parenthood." Yeah. You know, or maybe before you know, how do you know? Well, I took this pregnancy test. One, we're doing twenty. <laughs> Dude, I would do a complete vaginal exam myself. Yeah, just get your fist right up in there. My dad taught me how to do that. Um, but anyway, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have become angry causing the girl to pull out a knife and to start threatening me, which is what happened here. And when she pulled out the knife, Bauer became even more angry and exacerbated the situation. And he said he's going to call police. He's going to call the police because she is threatening him now. She lost her temper and she cut him across the throat and bit him twice. The picture so, um, I saw made it look like she stabbed him in the throat, which is she worse sliced than him across the throat. So, which I mean, it's a pretty it's, big slice. Yeah, it required seven stitches, right near the jugular. I mean, she's very. I mean, I guess it, she has no problem with being a single it's mother. Attempted at murder. That point. <laughs> no, she was planning to be a single mother. But whatever happened to screaming April Fools? That's what you're supposed to do to end an April Fool's Day joke. Even if it starts going into like this red area, if it starts, if he starts getting ballistic, you gotta be April Fool's. Sorry, shitty joke. You know, calm down. Right. I, I blame the, the whole the internet culture of April Fools though, because now it becomes it's on the internet. It's become this thing like, like you want to fool people into thinking your story is real, and then like them, you know, either reporting on it or telling all their friends on Facebook. Or what? Or you know, changing their plans because they think this crazy thing happened, and then everybody's like, "Ha! You're such an idiot. You believed that? Come on, it's April first, you dumb fuck." So she was probably expecting him to like call his mom and start, you know, buying baby toys and bassinets and on diapers. Facebook. And the more, yeah, and the more shit that he did, the more you know, lols she could get out of it. Well, I, I wonder if someone named Wheeler that lives in a. Uh... You know, Wheeler really has a Facebook page, but probably. I mean, I, I Wheelers assume. are on Facebook. Are you kidding me? Wheelers love Facebook. I, I assume she probably. They're has on dial-up, but it takes them a long time <laughs> to book a face. Um, uh, her boyfriend's injuries here were not considered to be life-threatening, and he was released, but he did get seven stitches for the cuts to his neck. Um, Wheeler was taken to jail, and she faces charges of assault with a deadly weapon. So, uh, but apparently. This wasn't the only April Fool's Day prank that went wrong this year. Did you hear about the uh, Florida water prank? Florida? No, I didn't. It's happened in Fort Myers. Uh, two radio DJs lost their job over this. Apparently, they, they announced that there was dihydrogen monoxide coming out of people's taps. Oh, yes. And it this caused, only works on very stupid people. It caused a mass hysteria in Florida. People flipped out. Um, they were calling the the, uh, the water department. They were calling the police. Um, it's also a felony to lie about something like this. 
causing a public uh, I'd uproar. heard that um, in the past, and I don't think it was April Fool's Day, but some guy was uh, trying to prove the scientific uh, illiteracy of his local city board of uh, whatever they call it, uh, city council. Um, so he had like, you know, put this thing, uh, he had proposed this, uh, bill or whatever, I don't know, in the city, uh, whatever they call them, law, city law, that they were going to ban dihydrogen monoxide <laughs> from, you know, being, being at all let into the city or county or whatever the fuck it was. And, you know, all the city council people, uh, d- you know, immediately agreed and signed on for this <laughs> because he, he'd written up this thing about how, you know, you. You know, people die when they're exposed to it, which is true because people drown. And and if you are if you ingest too much of it, you can die, which is true. You which can, is like, true. You yeah. Can poison yourself with water. Uh, and so they're all like, "Oh yes, yeah, seems like a very very big problem, and we're definitely going to ban it from the city." Obviously, they probably didn't have much of a scientific education, even though that's no. just basic uh, high school science. Kind of, but at the same time, you know, calling it dihydrogen monoxide is not like the appropriate there's there's a rule set of how you're supposed to name molecules and you could say h2o and i don't think as many people would be fooled by that but yeah you know what it is it's monoxide that's what freaks people out Mm -hmm. hearing that term but yeah so people flipped out about that well people flipped out about that to uh radio djs lost their job so april fool's day pranks should we keep doing them Look I'd at the repercussions. No. Unless, you have a really, <laughs> unless you have a really good one, which is the problem because everybody always thinks theirs is really good, even if they have very poor judgment. I, I just think what you should do is uh, make, sure, make, make sure that the person, the prankster, knows that you hold a grudge and that you don't reserve the, your, your retaliation for one day a year. It could come anytime. And it's not going to be it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be None easy. Another relationship I have with your sister at this point. Exactly. She's a prankster. Anyway, Wackerly, what do you have for the second story? Uh, Bob sent this in. He says he's a lawyer living in Laughlin, Nevada. Robert. But uh, the story is from Manatee, Florida, which I think this is the first time we've done a story from Manatee, Florida. That town seems very familiar. <laughs> sea Cow City. Yeah, would you hate to be a fat chick living in Manatee, Florida? Yeah, it would suck. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if their you know, high school mascot is the Manatees. Has to be, right? Has to be. I mean, it's the town. What would you be like, the fucking Manatee high school like Timberwolves it doesn't make any sense. Do you just put a fat chick in like a tutu or something? <laughs> it's flippers. I have a friend who's a lesbian, but and uh, growing up she grew up in Detroit, like really Detroit, like not the fake, real Detroit. Like, I'm from fucking two hours outside of Detroit, and she went to an all-girl Catholic school, and they're fucking and like you know Detroit's on a Great Lake, but it's not on the ocean. And uh, her all-girl Catholic school mascot was the tuna. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'd love to hear her tell that story. How poorly chosen. I always ask her, you know, if she has any, like, old uh, jerseys or anything. And she says, you know, sadly, they've all been thrown away. Did you ask her what the school smelled like? (laughs) I'm sure I... Do you think I haven't? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there a town in North Dakota, like the North Dakota Midgets or something? 
Yeah, I have heard that. I've heard of that too. Some some Bismarck midgets. Yeah, the Bismarck midgets. Right. Yes. Very insensitive. Yeah. To little people. Anyway, Manatee, Florida. Uh, There's a guy named Louis or Louis Brignoni. He's 41. Um, he's actually a ordained minister for the non-denominational Love Family Church. Hmm. But he is also a landscaper. Uh, Can't anyway. make that much money doing ministering. No, he's got this dog, and it's a it's a Malamute wolf mix. Name name of Sassy. I think those dogs are very aesthetically pleasing, but I don't trust them. I wouldn't want one in what, my house. What are you house. gonna fuck it? No, I'm just saying it's a, it's a cool looking dog. You can walk around being like, I got a wolf dog. Like I'd feel like I, was, I had a dire wolf or something. You know? Right. This is the problem I have with dog people. But I uh, like dogs a lot. But people buy dogs because, like, as a fashion thing. Exactly, you know? an accessory. Or or a fashion thing or a show of power. There's a lot of people who get dogs for Pit that bulls, reason. Pitbulls, Rottweilers. Rottweilers. Yes, not all people. I mean, some people like beagles. Uh, but some but of these dogs are the people who get Dalmatians because they think that, like, oh, 101 Dalmatians, and then they... You know, it's one of the dogs that needs like the most exercise. So if you keep it cooped up in your apartment all day long, it's gonna go insane. I went on a date with a girl that has a one bedroom apartment. She has a Great Dane. Yep, I know one too. And I was talking to her. I'm like, so, you know, I've I've walked small dogs and I've brought a little bag to pick up its shit. What do you use for a Great Dane? A hefty bag. And she has to use seriously. She has to use like a shopping bag and like a shovel. Right. It's disgusting. She's fucking carrying a shovel, and you know why? Why did you want this giant dog? It's just cool. It's so big. I guess. Exactly. That's why this the other guy thing about big dogs wolf. like that is they live like five years. You know, a little tiny dog will live twenty years, maybe. You know, those uh, great Danes only live to be like eight. Right. So, like, you know, what's the point? George Carlin said that like every pet is a like tiny tragedy waiting to happen or something. Yeah, and that's that's what's going to happen. I mean, you're going to be upset in about eight years. Right. It's your fault. But, you know, he's cute and he's really big and it's funny that he's so big, I guess. Right. But why would you have a wolf dog? I mean, what's what's the point of this? Somebody said he's a hunter, but I mean, you know, get a beagle, man. What the fuck are you hunting in manatee? Manatees, right? (laughs) Wolf dog doesn't know anything about hunting manatees. Yeah, what do you need to kill a water dog? Yeah, you need like a water dog to hunt one of those. I don't think you're allowed to hunt those. The Obamas have one. Portuguese water dog. Oh, yeah. I don't know if those really hunt manatees. It's just I know it's called a water. I don't dog. think you're allowed to hunt a manatee, actually. You're not at all. <laughs> They're totally endangered. You can't fucking hunt it. Yeah, I saw a picture or some video online. The guy got in a lot of trouble. It's like he pulled the manatee out of the water so his kids could ride it. And he was taking pictures of it. Did you see it? That the thing? Some um, not that specific one, but I I have seen you know stories where women are swimming around and they grab the manatee to ride it, and they get well. This, this guy got in a lot of trouble for it, but he's sitting there po- like posing his two and four year old daughter on the back of this manatee, and then the manatee was trying to get away. So then there's the, the rest of the video. He's just punching it in its manatee face. It's like, That's and, egregious. <laughs> it was horrible. They Although I mean, their their normal fate is they get <laughs> chopped up by speedboat propellers. <laughs> Which yeah. I guess getting punched in the face by some bohunk isn't that bad. Don't they say that the uh, manatee was what, what inspired the mermaid myth? They do say that. <laughs> Which makes you wonder about old-time sailors that they want to fuck a sea cow. It makes me think there was a lot of rum back then. <laughs> a lot of strong, was. potent rum. 
I mean, it was, you know, fucking sea cows and fucking the other male sailors. So that's the only, that's your only option ra- there. Maybe yeah. I'd rather fuck a sea cow. Get really drunk on rum and just go fuck the fat chick of the sea. Once a year, you actually go to a port and you get to, like, have sex with some, you know. A strumpet. Rotten, crotched, no-tooth <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> life doesn't sound that great. But, oh, the romantic life of the sailor. A busty sea wench. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, why have a wolf? <clears throat> why have a wolf hybrid dog? It's just dumb. It's Meshuggah. Makes no sense. Completely. And this is what happens. About 6 p.m., he heard screaming in his backyard. I guess he just got back from work. And, uh, you know, you've got kids. You immediately get home from work, and they're just yelling. It's just like, God damn it, every day. I haven't even cracked a beer yet. Bastards. But this is pretty bad screaming. And he runs out, and uh, his kid's Fernando... Is 11 years old. He's got an older brother, Lewis, who's 13 years old, was hitting the dog over the head because the dog runs around in a little cage back there. I don't think it's a small cage. I think it's like a dog run type cage. But uh, Fernando was petting it through the cage or doing something. He, you know, kids always Probably say, fucking oh, well, with it. what were you doing? <laughs> I was just petting it. It's poking right. it in its eye with a stick. Right, right. So the dog was lashed onto the kid's hand. The older brother... I guess opened the gate and went in there and started hitting the dog over the head so it would let go. And uh, Fernando finally got free. Well, most of him. <laughs> His finger had been entirely bitten off. Ooh. And the dog now is running around the yard because it's gotten out through the gate because uh, the brother, they didn't name him, but uh, oh, Lu- Lewis. Lewis. The dad's name is Lewis and the oldest son's name is Lewis. Louis Jr. Of, of course. The, you know, the Latinos do that. Uh, he'd left the gate open. Now the dog's running around, and he's got the finger still. The uh, it's a morbid game of fetch. <laughs> <laughs> when you play the game of fetch, the game of fetch plays you, my friend. I don't really remember how that line goes from Game of Thrones, but that's close. That was good. He said, "The dad says, I've got to go find the finger. You got to find the finger. They can sew that shit back on normally. Can they? John Bobbitt." Oh, yeah. His cock was in the middle of a cornfield because his fucking wife, Lorena, chopped it off because she was mad at him and he was drunk. Yeah, and they, they went and got it. that thing out of the cornfield and sewed it back on. How many hours later, though? A lot. It was the next morning. God, that's he crazy. He was passed out drunk. And they found the cock. How did they find the cock? I forget. Did some person just like was walking through the field and was like, oh, my God, somebody's cock. I should probably report that. Like Blue Velvet. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wonder if... Uh, why didn't Bobbitt just be like, any black guys die recently? Can I just have one of their cocks? <laughs> <laughs> There's that Louis C.K. bit. That he keeps... Bo- Louis C.K. says he would keep both cocks. He would get, like, the Puerto Rican cock, <laughs> the big Puerto Rican cock, and then just keep his old cock right there, right next to it. Just Why not have both? Like, people just have switching two cars. out. Well, people have two cars. Yeah, why not? One for just sensible driving, and then one for the weekends. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Back to the finger. <laughs> the dad recognizes that, you know, I got to get the finger. So the kid gets this finger sewn back on. And uh, so he says, I got my gun, gun and I popped him. <laughs> Not the son, the dog. Just shot the dog in the face. He shot the dog. And then he immediately started gutting the thing. Jesus. Uh, when the sh- he, he, Somebody had called 911. I don't know if his wife or, or Louis, Louis. Is it Louis or Louis? Louis Jr. He's probably Cuban. I'm going to call him Lewis. Louis. Louis. 
Luis, that's how you say. Maybe he'd called 911. So the sheriff deputy got there, and uh, the elder, Luis, was cutting the dog open looking for the finger. He got the finger, <laughs> which is pretty damn good. So he what was just digging around in its For a gut. landscaper slash, uh, what did we say it was? A deacon? Or a minister. Ordained minister. I mean, if I was just digging around in a, in a dog that I just cut open, I don't know if I could find the stomach, much less something specific in the stomach. Yeah, but you said he was a hunter. So he's probably I disemboweled. Was, I, I thought it was written in the article, but now I can't find it. But even, I guess if you've skinned a lot of animals, deer, and so if you know where everything is. I, I would be lost. I mean, sea I cows have four do. stomachs, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. They probably do. They're fat. <laughs> they got a big fat cows. pouch. <laughs> They're ruminants of the sea. Eating seagrass. <laughs> <laughs> Seaweed. The fat chicks of the sea. Except they, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go any further with that. <laughs> so what happened? He found the finger. He found the finger, but womp, womp. Doctors decided that the nerve damage precluded, which means meant they couldn't <laughs> reattach the finger. Oh, man. After all that work, gutting a After dog and everything. After all that work and the dog got shot, uh, you know, the kid's actually fine other than being a four-fingered freak at this point. <laughs> um, he is, uh, let's see here, blah, 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 blah. 13-year-old kid. Well, uh, his dad said that you don't know what you will do for your child. You don't know where you get the strength from to shoot your big fucking vicious wolf dog. What if like a um, pedophile would have like bitten the kid's finger off? You think he would have gutted him? Yes, I do. I, <laughs> and there's tons of pedophiles in Florida, probably a lot of them in Manatee specifically. Yeah. The yeah. son had said, remember the guy's a minister. He's an ordained minister. The son said uh, at one point, and I don't know if this was post-surgery or pre-surgery, but he's probably on lots of drugs. He said, Dad, this is Good Friday. And it's not so good, which is something that Jesus might have said. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't good for anybody involved with this. I mean, it wasn't good for the, the dog, for sure. Uh, it wasn't good for the boy. Here's another thing. <laughs> you know, I'm walking. I walk to work. I, I uh, walk to the bus. I jog around. And uh, the Bay Area is very big. People love – not many people have – a lot of people have kids, not as much as maybe the rest of the country. Uh, but so a lot of people have dogs to fill the void in their life of not having children. That's true. Um, so there's constantly when I'm walking to work, walking around town, jogging, biking, whatever, walking to the bar, half in the bag. Quite often somebody's walking by with their dog that is not really well trained, that is not the right dog for them, meaning maybe they're like a 75 pound Japanese waif, you know, woman, and they've got some giant pit bull or whatnot, or press a canario. And the dog's lunging at you, you know, and, and the leash is about to snap and blah. And thankfully, no, I've never gotten bit, actually bit or anything. But I'd like everybody to know that if your dog does bite me, I'm going to break its fucking neck. Would you break its neck or would you sue? Uh, I would like to think that I'd be at presence of mind enough to sue. But, uh, you know, I'm going to break its nap, neck, or I'm going to jam my fucking key into its eyeball. I could see you doing that. I, I don't know if you could break the neck of a Presa Canario. I would try. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if you're little, if, okay, and the smaller your dog is, if it nips me, 
You're not going to stomp on it. I'm going to be super pissed, and steam's <laughs> going to be coming out of my ears, and I'm going to be screaming <clears> at you at the top of my lungs. But yeah, if you're you know mid size and up to larger dogs, uh, bites me, it, it's going to get fucked up. And if it if it latches onto me, its neck will be broken. I'll roll on top of it and just leverage that fucker over. As a matter of principle, I would sue that person just to teach That's them a the, lesson. The smart thing to do is sue, but. I would be like, my, my hand's cut open. I'd be taking pictures of it. I would be posting it to Facebook. And then I would uh, have photographic evidence. And then I would call the police. And I would file a report. And then I would sue that person for thousands of dollars. Right. And, you know, and if a giant dog latches onto your arm and causes a big gash and you kill it, uh, I don't think there's anything preventing you from then suing. No, I guess you could sue after that. Yeah. It might even support your claim. Like, Your Honor, I had to kill the thing or it would have killed me. That's how bad it was. And look at this giant scar. And if you're walking with your girlfriend, she would be so impressed. You'd be, you would totally be getting anal that night. I bet you not. <laughs> Most <laughs> girls would be like, I can't believe you fucking killed that beagle because it like scratched your arm a little bit. Uh, are you talking Pomeranian, you mean? <laughs> no, like I said, Pom- any tiny dogs, I'll be, like I said, I'll be really mad, but I'm not going to, like, stomp it with my food. I just see Waggerly just grabbing that thing and just snapping its neck and be like, fuck! Now, if I throw it into traffic and a fucking semi-truck runs it over... People, send get in con- your... Get control of your fucking dog and take your dog to obedience school... And if it doesn't, like, learn, take it back to obedience school and keep going until it fucking learns manners. Or suffer the neck breaking from Lance Wackerly. <laughs> <laughs> like Charles fucking Bronson here. On that note, people, send in your stories to Podcast at ahotmail.com. Wackerly got a couple phone calls to get to and an interesting email that I uh, do want to try to get through if we have time. People, you can call the Sycamore Hotline at 206-666-3846. Um, as always, we want you to support our sponsors. By supporting our sponsors, you're supporting Sick and Wrong. So uh, please go buy some audiobooks from audible.com. Here's a word from our sponsor, Audible. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. All right, Wacker, we got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. I think we have time for two. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, this first phone call is from Ash. It's been a while since we've heard from Ash. Remember Ash? Does Ash work at the Olive Garden or is that somebody else? No, this is Ash from the Olive Garden. But apparently Ash was weighing in on um, on the Papazon chair. Remember that? Mm. How could I forget? I yeah. want one. So here, here goes. Hey, D, Lance. This is Ash. Long time. Haven't called. Um, but I was listening to the show and Lance you talked about your curiosity of what sex in a papasan chair might be like and uh, I just wanted <laughs> to call him to call. <laughs> I love how he it's like I he have an opinion about that. Well he hasn't called for like I don't know how long, X amount of months, but then he hears that papasan chair is just like, Oh, I must weigh in on this. <laughs> Thank you for not holding your tongue there, Ash. Papasan owner 
uh, and talk about it for just a moment. So, um, for full disclosure, I've never had sex in my papasan with anyone. Um, but here goes. I think that it would just be a a horrible experience because even though they can be, you know, soft when you're sitting in them, not moving, the second you start to move, they, uh, become really uncomfortable and those ribs you start to fall into them you start to push the cushion through it um and yeah they will fall over at the drop of a hat if you're not paying attention to what you're doing so my recommendation would be to seek out what is known as a mama son which is more like a love seat version of the papa son i think you'd be much what? better off than that so there you go um well keep it sick and keep it wrong later a mama such a thing existed I never heard of that before. Do the Google. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to look into this. Okay, so a, will. a pop. I like the, I like the idea that this chair. It's a the pop is on is a chair that has a high skill level required. Well, you, <laughs> you got to know what you're doing before you're gonna sit in that. Have you sat in one before? When people come over to your place, oh, I'll just sit here. Hey, have you sat in one before? <laughs> There's instructions. You know what you're doing. Do, do you think Ash is a husky fellow? Uh. He doesn't sound like it, but I'm going to say yes just because uh, free he works at Olive Garden, yeah. unlimited breadsticks. Unlimited breadsticks. I don't think you can be a skinny dude and you and you know be in such close proximity to all those breadsticks. Be difficult. If you were when you started, you know, after you worked there for a long time, you wouldn't be. Yeah, because then they disgust you. But I bet you the the first six You'd months you probably though, put on twenty you're, pounds. You're at work, and what else are you going to do? But I'm just saying. Do you think it's more difficult for a larger person to maneuver the papasan chair because there's just you know more elements of risk involved <sighs> i mean the thing rotates it's all about it proportions moves. really as opposed to just weight so are you saying like if it if a skinny person just kind of sat down on it it's not going to shift as much i almost think it's about aspect ratio <laughs> like height to to weight height to weight. weight like if you're a very gangly person it's going to be tough because your parts are going to be hanging over the edges and tipping the thing this way and that. Whereas if you're a compact fat person, you can just be in the center sort of weighing it down. And that's true. But you know, it's interesting that, uh, you bring up and you know, that there should be instructions for this chair because if there, if it's that difficult for one person, there should to be a in, class at the community center or the community <laughs> college. But if it, How if to it's, sit in a pop chair. If it's that Three credits. difficult for one person to sit in the chair, Imagine how hard it'd be for two people to fuck in the chair. Well, I don't you know. know. <laughs> There's such a thing as, uh, I don't even remember what it's, what's the sex book called? Joy of Sex? No, the Indian one. Kama Sutra. The, the Kama Sutra. There's an entire book on how, how to do different positions and uh, what there's like Maybe there should 69 be... positions. Can't they have one section on like the how to safely fuck in a papasan? The pop, I think that's a separate book, the Papa Sun Sutra. You never, <laughs> you never saw that, have you? I ordered those the last time I had Indian food. <laughs> they were disgusting. I remember we should have asked, played this call for my brother. I don't know if it came in this week or last week, but my brother had this disgusting Papa Sun chair when he lived in Lansing, Michigan. It was like he lived with like these two other older gay guys, and they had this, but it was a gross, dirty house. Like we used to go there and get drugs. And uh, they had this disgusting pompazon chair that was stained and sticky. And like I remember uh, Kessler would always try to push me into it because he was a bigger dude. 
and he would right. just try to shove me. And they, that was the thing. It's like, who's going to shove who into that Jeff's disgusting homosexual papa's on chair? Just so you were like, how milk. old were you guys at this point? At, we were in high school, so we were like 16 or 17. So you were like the little cubs playing around with the papa's on chair at the older gay men's house? Now, I remember we would go to Jeffrey's house because uh, we knew we could get weed. So right. we'd go there, and he would just go off and take off and go get weed, and we'd just kind of sit there. And I remember he had this one guy, Tad, was one of the older guys that lived there. But Tad, Tad was kind a, of like – Tad is a fat guy's name. He, this dude wasn't. He was a butt rocker from like the 80s. He had like really long hair, and he'd still wear like leopard print pants. But he was totally gay. And he would just uh, – yeah, and he would just like speak in sexual innuendos, just really making appropriate comments. These two 16-year-old boys sitting in his house waiting for my brother to come back for weed. And the weirdest part about it is I remember at that point, Kessler knew that Jeffrey was out. But my other friend, uh, Eric, who was with us at the time, didn't know that. And I was trying to like, whatever. I didn't, I say, didn't. I didn't deny it and I didn't say it. You know, I didn't come out right. and say it. Even though I kind of figured he'd, you know, listen to this Tad guy speak and we'd kind of figure it out. But he still didn't figure it out. And so Eric went upstairs to go to the bathroom. He walked into one of the dude's bedrooms. And it was just seriously, the bedroom was just wallpapered with penises. Just penises. The whole room was penises. And Eric comes down and he's like, dude, you got to check this out. And we walked upstairs and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. It was like a collage of cock. The whole room. Yeah. I'm getting the visual. Yeah. After that. Um, so anyway, it was. The, so would you guys just stand the whole time because you couldn't sit in the Papasan chair? Or were there other seating arrangements? No, there are other couches there. It's just that one Papasan chair. You knew a lot of butt sex occurred on that chair and it was stained and sticky. And my brother loved the chair. My brother would just sit in the chair as soon as he came home. He likes cum. Oh, he didn't. He didn't care. It's probably his cum. You know, you know, you know the seats that you were sitting on. Also had, yeah, but for some reason it was okay. It because... wasn't visible. <laughs> it was like a darker thing with a weird pattern on it, like I mean, it like a hotel carpet. Dude, this this Papa's on chair was so old that it was just like there were like brown and blood marks on it, and just like semen. It just wasn't pretty. You know, a lot of people oh. were defiled on that chair. These were the day, early days of AIDS, also. <laughs> There was like always Queen playing on in the house. Like as soon as you walked in, yeah, everybody likes Queen. Oh, well, I mean, I like Queen too, but I don't like being buggered forcibly while listening to Queen songs. <laughs> Only one of the members of Queen is gay. I mean, the band is like six sevenths straight, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying. I think Brian a lot May of straight, isn't he? I'm just saying. I would wager. I'd put money down that a lot of people were forcibly buggered <laughs> while listening to Bohemian Rhapsody. True. I, I would just say Which that. Which is an awful. Anyway, Ash, uh, thank you for uh, you know letting Wackerly know they probably should not get a Papazon chair for he his didn't sex really chair. Let me know that. He just said it, there's a high degree of difficulty, so it's almost like a bigger accomplishment. It's a challenge. Oh, challenge. <laughs> All right, this is interesting. The second story here, or the second, uh, the second call we have here is not, it's a prison story. But it's not from a prisoner. It's from a prison guard. A bull. A bull. Exactly. A screw. Yes. Hey, Dan Laugh. Since I got a call back a couple episodes ago about the uh, horrifying Cal story. Well, anyway, Remember I'm this a guy? prison guard now. No, pause it. Shit is fucked up. Like, Remember this dude? The horrifying cow? 
Yeah, like he told the story about how I think he used to work on a on a cow farm, and they had like an elementary school come out for a field trip, mm. and they had to like rip a, a calf out of this cow's uterus. But I mean, he had to shove his arm in there yes, or something, right? I do. I like how the guy's a prison guard now. He's really uh... he just goes from like one <laughs> amazing job to the next. God, I'm envious. Didn't pay that much. Had something happened a couple weeks ago. One of the guards is doing a strip search on this inmate. And in the process job. of it, he sees something hanging out of this guy's dick. Like a little piece of string or something. So goes the guy and he Pause finds it again. It. Pause <laughs> it again. Pause it again. It's like a not, tampon. Not from or on or tied around. Out of and not his dick. Out of his dick, not his asshole. Right. And that's what I find. Now, the question you've got to ask yourself is... Does the guy have massive foreskin or are we talking about some guy who's circumcised and really jammed something like right into his hole? You also have to try to consider the size of the object that's in the hole. But but we have to, I'm going to say, cause this guy sounds like he's from the South, which by the way, prison guards in California make fucking bank. How much do they make per year? Oh, t- I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars. No. Really? Above six figures, and then when you retire at age 50, because you're considered a law enforcement officer, you make that same salary, like 90% of it, for the rest of your life. Pension. Hmm. Right. But what I was going to say is this guy sounds like he's from the south, so he's from, you know, a southern U.S. state, where I would think that most dudes are circumcised. Well, I mean, it's it's the state, so probably most of these dudes are circumcised. But does that count for minorities? Like, what if this guy's a minority? I haven't seen a lot of minority dick. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to say that in the south in the southeast of the United States, more per- people, most people are circumcised uh, of any race. Uh I don't know why I think that I just do. I'm just wondering regardless of whether they're circumcised like or not. Like a lot of a lot of Baptist dudes and like, you know, more even, you know, Protestants, they're not going to go in for the whole heathen you know dog like, penis dog penis but stuff. but i'm but regardless of whether or not they're circumcised how much shit could you insert inside your urethra it's not that big it's not that large of an opening oh well let's just see what, what the guy had in there <laughs> i've seen some shit <laughs> not personally but online and you know i've talked to jeff <laughs> string hand out you dick and the guy's like no i didn't see anything and he's like, no, seriously, there's a string hanging out of your dick. What the you fuck? asked him. <laughs> no, so seriously. They the medical pointing right at it. Like, I get, look, it's right there. And they had to take him down to medical to do an x-ray. I'm not pulling <laughs> the thing out. How about he shoved the homemade key up his urethra, tie a little bit of string or false or something around the end of it, and hopes of retrieving it later. Come to find out, they couldn't get it out. Normally, it gotten all fucked and wedged up in there. So, ended up having to do surgery to get that bitch out. Ah. What was it? I didn't hear Probably. what it was. He said it was a homemade key. <laughs> I, I don't understand this. What? Like, what well, kind of key? What is a homemade key? I mean, is it like a skeleton key that he thought would just magically open up all the uh, the cells? <laughs> Who built this jail that you can make a homemade key, <laughs> shove up your dick, and it opens all the doors in the jail? What else would he use the key for, though? Maybe he has a homemade little box in his cell 
that you know he keeps his valuables in. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I did, that, this doesn't seem like a very well thought out plan here. But. In other news, there's like an epidemic of female guards in prisons all across America fucking inmates. It is unbelievable. It is true. We had a case not too long ago where there was this uh, black lady who was a guard in one of the cell blocks. Anyway, the pants she was issued to wear were also black. And she figured out that her skin color was a pretty close match to the color of the fabric. So she cut this big slit in the crotch of her jeans. <laughs> and she leaned back against the bars of a cell while her uh, boyfriend there would uh, take turns railing up from behind. What? Well, kind of hot. Pretty much it for now. You have to admit. I got any other crap y'all want to know about prison? Just let me know. Whatever. Bye. Whoa, man! I think we have a we have, we have a challenger, a rival to Jim Bob, but he's a screw. We're both sides of the coin. I like I like to have them both on a panel at the same time. Yeah, I wonder. You know, I I I like these prison stories. I really do. I think they definitely benefit the show. I think I mean, they contribute to the many, show. Many many shows on uh, you know Discovery Lock up, yeah. and uh, and then there was Oz, which is a dramatization. There's Lock Up. Popular. You ever see that? The reality Shawshank show. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was that Stallone movie? <laughs> that was Lock Up, wasn't it? Was that Lock Up? No, what's that? Locked Up. That's what I'm thinking. Locked Up. That uh, reality series. Locked Up Abroad. And that that's a good one. But there's just regular Locked Up in the U.S. as well. Yeah, I think there's several, you know, in like the do they do federal prisons and state prisons and all different I kind of like hearing both sides of prison life. So yeah, keep uh, giving us a call here and telling us these stories. I find it really hard to believe that a prison female prison guard would have open crotch pants and just kind of walk through just getting banged by prisoners. No, just one. She had a specific one that was her boyfriend. And she would just it wear make that? It any like it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm, but maybe why not? I mean, why not? What what's implausible about it? Well, I mean, what about all the other guys? What about the, his cellmate? Oh, uh, that's a good point. Why, why wouldn't some, you? Some in California, the prisons are super overcrowded, so it's very rare unless you're in sort of a solitary cell for a specific reason that you have a cell to yourself. But I think state prisons in other states maybe don't have this problem and, and there are more solitary you know cells by yourself yeah i mean i, I don't mean, know maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> it's crazy it's de- i'm not trying to say it's not crazy it's crazy but i believe it it's kind of awesome when would you love to be a prisoner in there and it's like sweet now i don't have to go fuck some dude's ass in the shower i would never ever want to be a prisoner it seems horrible <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I look I mean, forward I'm sure to if some... this girl, if this lady will fuck him while he's in prison, he could meet her in a bar, not be a prison fucker. That's true too. But and... but to your point, being a prisoner and fucking one of the female guards is better than being a prisoner and yeah, not. or getting raped. Anyway, I look forward to hearing some more prison stories. So give us a call, 206-666-3846. Well, actually, we've got time for one email uh, that was sent to stickeronpodcast.com. Actually, it's not even just one email. This girl sent, like, I don't know, eight emails. Nice. It's gotten to the point where it's been becoming kind of annoying. Uh, she writes, good evening, Dean Lance. It's Alicia from the UK here. I emailed you yesterday regarding a message for my boyfriend. I will email you every day until you reply. I may even spend... 30 pounds giving you a call. Does it cost that much? Please, please help me out and send me a birthday message. In return, 
I will return the favor by enduring a sick and wrong activity of your choice. Kindest regards, one crazed girlfriend, Alicia. So It's her birthday? No, it's her boyfriend's birthday. And I guess he's a big sick and wrong fan. And she wants us to give a birthday blessing to her boyfriend. A blessing? Or whatever. What's birthday wishes. She didn't even tell me his she didn't even tell his name in this email here. Boyfriend of Alicia. Liam. <laughs> yeah, every guy's name in, in England is Liam. Liam or Ian, I imagine. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Alicia, yeah, okay, we don't normally do this. Because once we start opening these, the, this door, this Pandora's slippery box. Slippery slope. Slippery slope. Everyone's going to want us to wish a uh, uh, happy birthday to their significant other. And we don't usually do this. But I do find it kind of funny that you're offering to return the favor by enduring a sick and wrong activity of our choice. Which so, we're doing this wrong by doing the blessing and we should have got the favor first. Well, yeah, we probably should have, but this is what Let's I take want. Her word. Well, this is what I want. I want this birthday to be a very special birthday for your, your boyfriend. Please. I think you should do ass to mouth. I think you should let him fuck you in the ass and then clean his dick off with your mouth. He's going to finish in your mouth, but you got to suck it without washing his dick or anything. He's, he has to fuck you in the ass. And then when he's going to come, he's going to pull out and shove it in your mouth and then come and you got to swallow. What, are we going to get photographic evidence of this? I hope it does happen. I mean, I, I think it, by us giving these birthday blessings, that's what I want to happen. I think she should give him a rim job. You mean toss a salad? Really? Yeah, those are synonymous things. Hmm. <laughs> because, you know, ass to mouth, she can clean her own ass off beforehand. It's not that, it's not really that humiliating. So, what do you think it's more degra- at dirty at that point? Do you think it's more degrading to like lick your boyfriend's ass? Why does that have to be degrading? <laughs> How she feels about it is no, of no concern to mine. But I mean, we've gotten to the point where in every girl, a blowjob is nothing. A blowjob is almost like less than actually having sex. It's like a high five. Right. Whereas it used to be like no woman would ever give a blowjob. Now they're like, I'll give him a blowjob because I don't want to fuck him. You know, I'm not, exactly. I'm not close enough to fuck him. So I'll just give him a blowjob. It's not nothing. even hand job. It's like a handshake. Yeah, but they hand, don't even do hand, hand jobs. Job. They don't even do a hand jobs. jobs like like like. Oh, could you scratch this thing on my shoulder? Oh, sure. I mean, we're just friends, but I'm just scratching your shoulder. That's they give hand jobs hand job. to strangers, right? I, I give hand jobs to people on the bus. They don't even have to ask. <laughs> I just do it. I've only been arrested twice. <laughs> but a blow but not job, even though. even anal is kind of like oh you know you oh you do anal sex like welcome to the club. But they all do anal these days. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the only thing left for a girl that's like a like really doing a guy a favor at this point is giving him a rim job. Do you expect a girl to give you a rim job? It's never happened. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You got to have something out there that's like to like, you know, fantasize about and wonder like, wow, that what would that be like? Weird. I don't know. Maybe someday it'll happen. Would you clean your ass or would you purposely not clean your ass? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a normal person. <laughs> I would, be, would you just not be self-conscious at all about being a dirty, disgusting, like, organism? No, I would worry about that. <laughs> I would clean my ass. I'm just saying, I'm not, okay. a, I'm not a fucking hell's angel biker. <laughs> like, oh, I just ate a bunch of burritos and I sat on that chick's face. Crazy, bro. 
Give me some more of that meth. Okay, this is what I want, though. She's willing to endure a sick and wrong activity of our choice. I think her boyfriend should take a shit and then not take a shower for three days. Maybe, okay, maybe several shits. Not take a shower for three days, and then she gives him a rim job. That would be sick and wrong. I mean, this is like uh, whatever that movie is called. Like, would you like to play a game? <laughs> I mean, it's bad for both saw. people. Yeah, saw. It's bad for both people at that point. And it's like we've got them locked in a room, and I'm operating a little puppet in the video camera. I'm not into this. All I'm saying is if you want a fucking birthday message, you got to give her boyfriend a rim job. we already gave it to her. Did we? But this all we don't I mean, even know the, the guy's the fucking name. The purpose of all these requirements is to discourage others from requesting the same thing, unless they're willing to go through the whole all, everything. All right, just send us photographic evidence of you licking your boyfriend's ass, but you got to show titties too. Yeah, I was going to say, just send me a picture of your bush. <laughs> That's all I really care about. Anyway, happy birthday to your boyfriend, there, Alicia. Um, people, if uh, you haven't already known about this i haven't really made that many announcements but i'm doing a vidcast now called the obscenesters on tradiov.com slash la it's every monday night from 7 to 8 p.m a lot of people actually want you to come on it so next time you're in la you should come in for a monday how long is it it's only an hour it's, it's, Do I get it's makeup you get makeup yeah <laughs> you can i'm gonna be in video i need to be made you can up. look like a tranny if you want no, TV, I mean, I'm not presentable on video, like, as myself. <laughs> Have you seen me on video? It's well, disgusting. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like watching Hellraiser. Like um, no, I mean, I, you should can totally I like, come on. Can I go on as the unknown podcaster with the bag on my head? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody under the age of 40 years old will not get that joke. I think... You should come on next time we do the show. Next time you're in L.A., you should come on the Epstein It's on Tuesdays? It's Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. And people, you can call us live on that show. You can talk. So I will announce when Wackley's going to come on, and then uh, you can call us live. But, yeah, so we do it every uh, every Monday night. This, uh, past, uh, this past show that we did uh, a couple days ago, we had uh, Julian Nitzberg in, who did the documentary The Wild and Wonderful World of the Whites. It's about Jessica Virginia. White. Yeah, the wild, wonderful world of West whites of West Virginia. <laughs> this is a hard one to say. Regardless, you did interview the guy. Um, he also did the, the Dancing Outlaw, movie. which is about uh, Jessica White. But uh, yeah, it was cool. So we we get a lot of different guests. It's a fun show to do, and uh, I'm looking forward to having Wackerly on sometime in the near future. Also, make sure you're subscribing to the show on iTunes. That directly helps us out. I mean, you can listen to Sick and Wrong from a variety of different platforms. But iTunes is the best way to, to, to really help out the show. So just do a search for Sick and Wrong. Go to the Sick and Wrong iTunes page. Click subscribe. And if you're really feeling randy, give us a good rating. Also, Sick and Wrong teas are now available at sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Uh, we don't have any smalls or mediums left. But if you want an extra large or a large, we do have a few left. Um, we're working on a new design. It's not ready yet. So uh, if you want a t-shirt... Get one while, they, while they're still, uh, still available. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. few people sent this in to us. Uh, it's a, I think mainly because the video is actually kind of entertaining. It's a band called Little Big. Little Big is the name of the band. Every Day I'm Drinking is the name of the song. 
which I think healthy. is Wackerly's theme song. No. No? It's not healthy. <laughs> Every Day I'm Drinking is uh, the name of the song. It's a Russian group with two dwarves in the band, like rapping dwarves. Two dwarves? That's two. overkill. Yeah, not just one, two dwarves. Like Bushwick Bill was more than enough. I love how all these bands, these foreign bands, like Deanne Ford and uh, I can't remember the other ones. But anyway. Did they have a dwarf? Yeah, Deanne Ford had a progerian. Did they? And uh, yeah, they had a progerian DJ. I think that's like all these like foreign bands are like, we got we to gotta be noticed on the internet. So we're going to get dwarves. Works, we're going to get progerians. And it totally works. Um, and this video is so strange. There's clowns and bears and... Russian shit. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, the song's kind of cool. It's called Little. It's uh, called Every Day I'm Drinking. The band's called Little Big. Check it out. Uh, Wackley going to be back next week uh, with the, with the next show. You know, it's uh, I have more family time this week. My sister and Jared coming down here. Oh man, I feel for you. Yeah, we might be going to Magic Castle tomorrow night if it ends up working out. I've been wanting to go there for years. I uh, but I'll talk about it next week of if course. we end up making it. Um, it's supposed to be a magical place. Anyway, people will be back with episode 376. Until then, take a sleazy. Good night.
so sorry. I was just pleasuring myself to your podcast. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. Want to add some spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com and you'll get 50% off your purchase. Free shipping two adult DVDs and a product so sensual I cannot even mention it on this podcast. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkouts. Love you, boys. Now I'm going to go back to having some fun. Oh...